Welcome back to First Draft Phil. My name is Phil Lager, and I am so glad that you are choosing to listen to this podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about music and worship and following Jesus, some kind of combination of those three things. This week is part two of my conversation with worship leader and singer-songwriter Eric Himes. Last week we talked about uh, his journey uh, in the Salvation Army and as a follower of Jesus, um, writing music and, and the unique calling God has placed on his life. Um, it's a tough conversation in some parts this week, very rewarding, but definitely some some hard things and uh, things I think we all should think about and wrestle through, uh, meditate on and pray about. Um, it's, a, it's a rich conversation and uh, I just uh, encourage you to sit back and see what God might have to say to you through my friend Eric Himes. I want to talk about Amplify Camp, but that's sort of later in the story because um, you were doing Singing Company and we can talk about, I don't know how much you want to go into this, but so you'd been doing Singing Company for years. Now, how many, so you started in 2005 or four? 2005, yeah. And then, and then it became an official group and then you, um, you're, you know, you, you guys would lead worship at divisional territorial and you travel to other other places you've got this discipleship going on you you're creating you're, you're doing resources you're amplifying other people's voices um and there's a just want to honor you eric because there's a lot of fruit a lot of kingdom fruit mm-hmm. that came from that um and and man just god did so much and like you said it just started a, a, as a song and, it, and just you just who god was to you personally in your quiet times and your in your devotion, mm-hmm. but it became this thing, and and then um, maybe if you want to talk about how it came to uh, to an end, we can talk about that, or we can, or I can just edit this part of the podcast out. <laughs> sure, skip it to something else. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, authenticity and transparency are like hugely uh, important to me. I don't want to dishonor anyone, but there's a there's a lot of things that I don't understand and how it concluded. Um, but yeah, on October 28th um, of 2020, uh, during a hard pandemic period, they, they quote unquote, they, whoever they are, um, th- uh, dismissed me from my, or fired me from my job um, at THQ, Young Adult Ministry, for, uh, for a number of years. Um, and even though singing company wasn't a part of my job, like in the job description, for whatever reason, they also decided to end that on that day too. So it was a double death of, uh, and just like something I'm still grieving to this day. And shout out to uh, people in counseling. I've been in counseling for a year. Um, it's been really helpful to process that, uh, that loss and, and mourn those things. Um, very confusing messages. You know, the, the headline is, tough days for the Salvation Army, money's tight, you know, God, God will provide or, or he'll do it a different way. Um, and as part of that, this ministry that I love so much, there, you know, there, at that point, there were uh, six territorial groups in our territory and we were the only one cut. Um, we were the cheapest one. Um, we were the most uh, diverse and creative one. 
uh, I don't know. Yeah. We were run by volunteers. I'm not sure to this day. Um, I feel like because we were not, because we were volunteers, we're easier to dismiss because for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I still, it's completely unresolved. And then they said, uh, we still want this income to exist. You could do it on your own. We're not, we're not disbanding. We're just not funding anymore. Like, okay. So then I had discussions about starting it up independently or even as a part of my role in the division that I now work in. Yeah. And then they said, uh, no, you can't do that either. And you can't also use the name because we own that, um, which is weird because I definitely came up with it in 2005, way before we became a territorial group and we're independent for a number of years and brought it to the army. And then it happened. And then they're like, now it's ours. So yeah. that's just a weird thing. I don't understand it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know that I'll ever understand it and I just need to make my, my peace with it. And, um, and, and remember the good and also like, like honor God and bring it to him. So it's, I mean, it's, it's funny, man. These themes keep, it's really interesting when themes keep recurring over the course of several different conversations you you mentioned uh therapy and like i just had my wife on as a guest last time and we were just talking about how that saved our marriage and just so Mm -hmm. i I love that we're getting to a point where we're open about the the need for that and 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 just how how crucial and how beneficial it is to to talk about stuff because uh our core is going through the the emotionally healthy spirituality uh course and it's just so helpful you know and um, I hate that you, that uh, what has gone on for you, but I love that you're, uh, you know, getting some, some help for that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah man, there's uh, anybody who is listening, who, who is part of the Salvation Army or has been part of the Salvation Army for any period of time knows the, the frustration of, of red tape and, and, um, there's, I mean, I guess just like any other organization, uh, Christian or not, uh, there are competing voices and different people at different times who make decisions. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's tough, man. That's, that's tough. But then it's like definitely a gut check for me. It's like, but do I really believe what I say? You know, like we, we wrote a song together, let nothing be wasted, which is talking about like, even the junk like even the things that feel like scrap you know like scraps like scraps of food you know like even those things like are we willing to to invite god to sanctify those broken things yes and you know for me it's like sitting in that and that like do i really still mean that and the answer is yes but like in my heart in my mind in my doubts like am i am i inviting god to continue to sanctify those things and that doesn't mean being a victim and that doesn't mean just like silently allowing bad things to happen and, and, you know, and people in authority just like not be myself or not, or just like invite abuse. That's not what that means. No. Um, but really giving it over to God, like that's, that's the beautiful thing is like when you give something to God, he receives it, you know, like, like graciously, like excitedly, you know, uh, lovingly when you give something to an organization they may receive it for a time they may 
change it and they may they may amplify it or they may ruin it um but that's the danger but if we're giving those things to god we're saying you know what god all those things no man can take away like and thank you for including me in them they're precious to me i think about those things like like not the same but like mary treasured those things in her heart like the things that god said to her and the things the way god used her yeah he like would treasure them now all the think of all the things Mary went through as a mother of Jesus. Like think of all the times where she didn't understand what God was doing and didn't understand why God would would take her son that way. And yet she remembered those those beautiful things fondly. And uh, those things and then released to the others that are not helpful to me. I love that. I mean, literally, like literally, Mary's child that she had to walk, and 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 not to go take this analogy too far, but but the singing company was something that was birthed through you, you know, mm-hmm. and, sure. and and to have that view that you know, man, that's uh, that's so cool, man. That not easy, but uh, you know, Joseph. <laughs> think of Joseph and. You know, we can go. We could. We could throw all of our. We could. Sure. We could superimpose all the biblical characters all, over all of our problems. Um, right. Well, thanks for being vulnerable and honest about that, man. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't do any. You're a three wing four on the enneagram, like you said. So your authenticity wing is is always going to come through in that anyway. Yeah. But um, for better or worse. For better or worse, man. For yeah. better or worse, I think I'm a. I'm a five wing four. Uh, I I get it. Um, yeah. So that came to a close. so that was in 2020, um, which was 17 years ago. Uh, the last few years have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, So you moved from, but you moved from that into, um, after some soul searching, I know some, you, you you and I had talked a little bit during that yeah. time, and you were getting wise counsel from from friends and and, and you know hanging out with people who loved you and 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 uh, getting yeah. education. So then you you applied for. Well, just talk about maybe yeah. here. I'll let you fill it in. What what happened next for you? What 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 happened next after that came to a close? Yeah, so there's yeah definitely some soul searching, but even before all that went down, I was on a committee steering committee to kind of re relaunch the vision for the job that I currently have, which is which is really cool how God worked that out. Um, and uh, so yeah, I was hired to be the the divisional music and creative arts director for the division I've grown up in. Never thought I, that would be a job I'd ever I'd ever want or seek, but when we were thinking about what it should be in today. Um, in, in this era, I was like, that's a good job. If it's that, that's really cool. Like whoever gets that, that'll be fun. You know? <laughs> and then, uh, then applied for it. And thankfully, you know, leadership, uh, saw the value in, in, in my passions and, and 
um, you know, things that I like to, to create and be a part of. And so, yeah, ever since then in December of uh, 2020, um, began this, this position and, and, you know, inherited, you know, hundred plus years of music ministry in, in this, uh, this division, which is, which is crazy. And, um, yeah, and learned a lot and wrestled through a lot and had a lot of think tanks and surveys and planning and connecting with every core and their worship arts yeah, ministry. I, I remember seeing, I was super impressed because I remember seeing this thing that you guys put out, uh, you know, with, uh, with Eric Heim sitting on, on, on a chair and, and like these bullet points and stuff. But like when you were on this steering committee to create what would eventually become your job, what were some of the things that, um, because when people think of the Salvation Army, they think of a divisional person, a divisional music and creator art director, they think of a certain thing. What right. were some of the things that, that you guys, like that were different for, for you or that you knew would need to shift or, 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 or yeah, or that kind of thing, if this was going to become a reality? Yeah, so some things are different, but like it's interesting that uh, a lot of the things that, that I've heard through my whole life growing up in a music ministry model they would say people would say i've heard many great leaders say you know music is not the point music is the hook music is the thing that we use to disciple people mm. which is true um so the shift that had happened in terms of our approach was what type of music are we discipling through and what are we willing to disciple through and what are what do we think will be effective in discipleship so the shift is are instead of saying to like what what was said to me as a seven-year-old was we're going to disciple you through music here's your baritone like and we will teach you how to play it and they did and they did all the x y and z but now the shift now is to the seven-year-olds that you know and eight-year-olds that coming coming to our now new camp called amplify camp the the shift is what would you like to learn Hmm. and we will disciple you through it yeah. So, so we're meeting people where they're they're at, and which some of them don't know where they're at, which is totally fine. But then, like, exposing them to different uh, opportunities and expressions, and then let's find the thing that you let's find your your default setting in in worshiping God, yeah. and then let's disciple you through it. So we have to have a much broader spectrum of things that we offer, and we also have to be nimble and like, are we willing to teach through something that we don't know? You know, like there's so much I don't know. I'm just as one dimensional as any other person. You know, like the thing that I know is contemporary praise and worship. And, but when a lot of my kids want to do drama, I have to be like, okay, I can, I can fake it. And, and also I can gather people who love drama. I want to disciple you through it. So that's been the really fun thing is like meeting kids where they're at or, or helping them know where they should be and then meeting them when they're there and then yeah, yeah. Went through them through That's those things that makes me think of probably some some generational shifts to like just the way um we used to view maybe things as monolithic uh in terms of you know our, our offerings um or just you know just in terms of our, our makeup uh right you know of, of who we are um that's awesome though man i, I love that I got to be a part of, uh, I mean, pandemic hit, you know, and yep. everything was crazy and uh, things got shut down. And so nobody was meeting in person. 
but I got to come recently yeah. to Amplify Camp, which was amazing. Which was, <laughs> I mean, there's some things I I would have I would have not liked to experience, like getting COVID <laughs> at the end of it. But um, what was that like for you to 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 launch this and to to finally come to to camp and and to see? It's what been one of the greatest joys of my life, honestly, to see the thing that I know should exist exist, and. Uh, this and none of this happens without um, our friends, my friends in New Zealand, who have an amazing creative arts camp called Amplify, which um, gratefully is able to go to New Zealand three times uh, in my life and, and two times at, at their creative arts camp and to see it. And it was just kind of, just like it was going to the War College and seeing the salvationism I saw in the books in real life was a huge aha moment. Seeing this creative arts camp that's in my heart in real life, wow. like not theoretically but practically and and actually tan in a tangible way was super life-giving i think about those friends all the time and i and, and i i like just love that they have done it and the the real litmus test that that they demonstrated and and i hope we're creating here in, in our context was i was walking down the road and i was hearing some kids talk about their majors and their minors they do all these different things and, and they had, these girls who had been in the dance class, I believe, were talking about the brass band. And they're like, how cool is that? Wouldn't that be cool to be learn how to play a trombone or whatever? Like, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And it was just like, awesome. the, the litmus test is, if I were to ask any of those kids, now, which one of these majors do you think we'd be happiest to learn culturally? They would have no answer for you. They would have no context. They would have no like, oh, they really want it to be praise bands here. And they're just allowing us to do drama. Hmm. You know, but it's like everything's equal in a beautiful way. Everything is is resourced equally in a beautiful way. It's equitable hmm. across the board. And there's a culture where like, we're celebrating everyone else's spark. Like, hmm. that's so cool that you like to do X, Y, and Z. And that's the thing where I've been desperate to see in my context. And I see that happening. And I see more of that. And I feel like, yeah, God, like just blow the blow the doors off hmm. our silos and help us really celebrate one another, not compete. Yeah. Not be you know, not be jealous. Like one of the things that like in my counseling sessions, my my counselor kept nailing me on this. And she she's an expert in like uh, family trauma. Hmm. And she's like, you know, let me let me present a model to you. This may be controversial. Let me present this model to you. She says, think of a family with an abusive father. An enabling mother, and then think of a few children down here. You spend a lot of time talking about the brass child, trying to get what they have, or trying to get the respect that they're shown, or trying to get the preference that they receive. That's not the problem. The problem is up here with the parents and the culture. Wow. That's the thing that you need to spend your time figuring out. Not, I'm going to take this bread off my my brother's plate and put it on mine because I deserve it. And it's just like that model, I really had to take that plank out of my eye. Um, even though that was the culture that was like, I was definitely feeling has the power, you know, but uh, really it was, no, there's there's greater things at play that we need to get to the bottom of. And, and don't compete with the person that's also in trauma. Like, Try to try to lift them up and try try to be healthy in your own uh, realm. All the 
treasures you hold tight They won't matter come the night They will fade before your eyes The things our father said he'd do The son of man will see them through This old earth will be made new For God is love and love heals all A weary soul come hear the call Come and see that love has won Yeah, one of the things that I loved about uh, Amplify Camp, although I didn't, I, I didn't, I must confess, this is my confession, I didn't go to every one of these sessions, but I know you had a session where, uh, like the, the, um, I forget what the name of it is. With show and tell. Show and tell, yeah, and you'd pass the mic around to, like, different things would be showcased, the, the brass would be showcased. The dance would be showcased. Everything would be showcased, and people, everybody would get exposed to the different things, and then the kids would give feedback about what they liked about it. And how right. is it? Like, what what were the questions? Remind me <clears throat> of the questions that you asked. Yeah. So this is an old idea that I got that God planted years ago, and finally got to see it, and it like made perfect sense to me. And I'm so grateful. So people, hold on to your ideas. God will use them. Just be patient. It's yeah, good. Um, but the the there are three questions that we asked after. It was. It would be a faculty member would show it, dance and say, as an example, God, this is this is how I worship God through dance. This is what God has done through my life through dance. This is the things I've learned through dance. And then the kids would they they would dance or do a demonstration, the show part. And then the kids would do the 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 tell part. They would they would answer these three questions, which would be, um, why is this gift important? Um, who does this gift help? And where does this gift come from? And so what's so, what I love about this, I, this concept is, and we had a microphone you would throw around the room and they were, the kids were excited to answer these three questions each day, but like what a healthy thing in our culture to like continue to like foster. Like if the praise band kid is saying, this is why dance is important. If, if the drama kid is saying, you know, this is why brass, uh, this is who brass helps. You know, and if all the kids can say, this is where it comes from, now the answer is, is God. You know, this God is the great creator, the uncreated one, you know, and 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 all these things are inspired from him and given from him. Um, all truth is God's truth, like all these great things. Um, and that's the, the real easy one to, to answer. But in our own hearts, like value others above ourselves and to say, this is what I see God doing through your gift. It's such a healthy thing to to and rhythm and discipline to continue to do and hopefully instill as we disciple these kids. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, my, I love, I've found in the, in, in just the past few years that I really enjoy teaching what I do know about songwriting to, to others. And it was such a, I mean, it's, 
you got kids. We, there's a variety of ages and schools yeah. in there. It was it was great. It was a wacky time. <laughs> yeah. We wrote a song uh, called "This Time Is Going to Be Different," and we all yeah. contributed. Like your daughter contributed. And, oh, great. Uh, it was so good, and I mean, it was so encouraging for me to to hear the feedback from the kids. You know, they loved it. Uh, it was it was good. Unfortunately, I did contract COVID at the end and miss <laughs> my worship night. But oh, they dedicated it to you, Phil. Their, oh, their performance. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's awesome. That makes, that makes me feel good. Um, I have one more question on my yeah. official list of questions. Uh, but yeah, we've we've talked. We've covered a lot of ground here. Um, my goal on these uh interviews is you know my my current my, the byline is just just conversations interviews and deep dives about worship music and following jesus um, i love your heart man and i love i've just um I just love how unique and individual and generous and um authentic you are and it's always been it's always a challenge to me as somebody who struggles with that you know it's so good though um so i just i just honor you eric for for everything you've given you know i know you you do it because you love jesus and because you know how much jesus loves you you know it's not to promote the organization this is where god has you you right being faithful to jesus in the salvation army as you think about being faithful to jesus in the salvation army and in your role and nobody can predict the future but in your role going forward and just where god has you right now what do you what do you see like what are your hopes maybe just share some of your hopes and dreams going forward for what it could look like for the future of arts and music and worship in the salvation army like just speak a little bit about that yeah, when I think about the Salvation Army, um, I think about just world-class mission. Uh, I feel like just the opportunity we have to have impact on communities um, and to really make tangible differences in people's lives is just all super beautiful and and very humbling. And we have, you know, we have by and large a world-class reputation. Like people think fondly on us. They they trust us. They they want us to do what we say that we do. Um, that's that's a really great thing and, and wonderful accountability. We have structures and we have all these things. We have so many great assets like at our disposal. Um, and the challenge is like, will we use them to win the world for Jesus? Like the my, my critique would be that it feels like at times we're the only army in the world that doesn't want to win. <laughs> you know, like, are we playing to win? Uh, and when I say win, are we playing to win the world for Jesus? So are we willing to to adapt? Are we willing to to be nimble on the thing? Like, we're, our, D, our actual DNA is like, I'll stand on, on my head to win a man, you know, to, to Jesus. Like, are we willing to do that? Or are we, or are we culturally saying... This man must assimilate to us by X, Y, and Z in order until we can hmm. consider them part of us. And by so, that, the tamarind thing you're referring to, the William Booth quote about uh, if, it, if right. I have to stand on my head and learn how to play tam- tamarind with timbrels with my feet. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. That's our DNA. And definitely. So, like, when I think about, like, that Salvation Army, like, that's what I think about. Um, 
I guess my my big um, concern in this age, and this is for the evangelical church at large, but the only one I know personally is the Salvation Army. Um, it's it's Ephesians four, um, and to the church he gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers. And are we are we believing that? Um, and if we're believing that within our own congregations and churches and the functions that God has called and appointed and given as a gift, not as a burden, but as a gift. Are we, are we listening to our, to our apostles and our prophets and our evangelists? Now, their functions are very different, but the outcomes are similar. They're annoying. They're, like they, they, their function is to challenge and to speak truth and to know um, convictions and to call things out and to not, at the end of the day, God won't ask the prophets in heaven, like, did everyone think you were nice? (laughs) Did everyone think that you were right? He'll ask, were you faithful? And, And that's just one of the five offices, you know, the callings of the church and 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 are we treating these people like gifts and i say it to myself you know shepherds and teachers that's pretty much like we get that culturally uh we, we love them we need them there but um it's the other three around where i'm like where are they in our movement and and are we welcoming them to it and are we listening to them and are we allowing them to challenge us um so that's really my, my big concern here and that's the church thing there's a so many leaders that, that that talk about that. Alan Hirsch is like huge on that as a, a speaker and teacher. Um, and I've heard him at Selfish Army Functions and he asks, poses that same question specifically. But yeah, so, I, you know, that's definitely something I hope for this era is that we would really, because like the, 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 the most vibrant days of the Selfish Army are the ones that embrace those all five. Yeah. You know, that, that makes me think um, that's awesome. I love that. Makes me think of the, um, I'm going to get it wrong. And I actually just Googled this <laughs> as, as told, uh, as told by Martin Buber in his tales of the Hasidim, there was a rabbi before his death. Rabbi Zusia said in the coming world, they will not ask me, why were you not Moses? They will ask me, why were you not Zusia? So mm. I, I think that fits. And, um, yeah, I agree with you. Eric Himes. Thank you for being Eric Himes. Thank you for, <laughs> yeah, just thank you for embracing who God made you to be. Um, it's it's hard to be different sometimes and, and to be faithful to that. So, um, but but again, uh, yeah, just just thanks for following Jesus, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, it's, it's it's always great to talk to you. We didn't get into some of the inside jokes, but maybe I'll have you back uh, for sure. for another time. But um, <laughs> thanks, man. God bless you, brother. Yeah. Love you, Phil. Thank you. Man, 
That was uh, amazing. And I don't know about you guys, but as I was uh, even just editing the audio for this and, and uh, putting these clips together, um, I, the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me about so many things. And I'm so grateful for my brother, Eric. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I, as always, if you would please uh, like, subscribe, leave a rating, I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, I will see you guys next week for episode, I think we're up to episode nine now. Um, I'm loving this. Hope you're loving it as much as I'm loving doing it. All right, God bless. See you later.